With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint, it's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and joining me for this super special, super important podcast is my guy, Connor Ennis, you know, the guy the guy who's, let, what, the CEO of Hype, uh, or the co-CEO of Hype, co-founder, whatever you want to call it. He's all of those things. Uh, the guy, Kickback Hip Hop, my brother from another hip hop mother, Connor Ennis. Connor, how you doing, man? Hey, I really appreciate that intro, man. I don't get intros like that often, so I appreciate it. But no, for real, it's been uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these, man. I'm I'm glad to be back at it. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. So what we are doing in this massive podcast is we are just basically summarizing the entire year of hip hop so far in 2018. So right now it's about the middle of July. We were gonna do this in June. But because of all these Kanye releases, which we'll get into, and all the big releases of June, we decided it was best to wait till after June was over and things kind of settled down so that we could look. So we're more than halfway, but we're going to get into it. So we're going to talk everything that happened, both with with releases, just everything in hip-hop. Um, so unfortunately, we do have to start on a rather um, sad note. Uh, I feel I feel this is one of the important things that we absolutely have to touch on is 
the tragic passing of XXX Tentacion, um, you know, an artist who two years ago really made his breakthrough with his "Look at Me, Look at Me" song, um, and really popped off. Um, again, even ended up, um, even ended up with a sound and a style so popular that you know Drake was accused of biting it on his uh, on his uh, most recent project before Scorpion, "More Life" with the KMT track. Uh, this is a dude who had a who had a huge following. Released um, released two critically acclaimed body of works and was um, unfortunately he was he was gunned down in what at this point is believed to be a robbery um, in his hometown of uh, I, I'm blanking on the city name. Do you remember the city name in, in Florida? No, I I can't remember the exact cities from. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember either. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up in the meantime. But um. But yeah, in, in the meantime, so uh, right now the case as currently um, as currently constructed, uh, there's one person that has been charged with the murder, and um, a second person has been noted as a suspect and is believed to be charged rather soon. Um, and there's believed to be two to three uh, three men involved in this. Um, so yeah. Connor, I'll, I'll I'll go to you because um, I have very vivid memories of of this of how this played out i was as you were one of the first people i think you were the first person that actually texted me um when it happened and you were very much like me where we were tracking it live through twitter i was at work um i think you were as well and you know we were just we were just live tracking this this whole thing um it started with a report on twitter that he was uh that he was shot and that there is witnesses said no pulse um and then we were and then we were just basically following it for an hour before he was later confirmed dead by the by the uh Broward County um sheriff. So yeah, what were your yeah. thoughts? Um yeah, it was pretty crazy. I I remember I was just I like just refreshed my Twitter feed randomly and I saw a um I saw somebody that I that I follow tweeted like damn x or something like that. And I was like, "What?" And because I, I was so confused, so I went to the, I just went to the search bar and I I, I just searched uh, X on the on the search bar on Twitter because that, that's usually where I go. Honestly, like everybody tweets, you can go and see all like the the latest tweets for what you um, search and all that. Anyways, so I go there and I saw like the very disturbing video that was posted originally, where he was like just kind of lifeless in his car, and you can completely tell it was him. And that's why I was like kind of freaking out because I mean, I've, I've I've been a fan of X really since, you know, when he came out with, with Look at Me, that was I was kind of like skeptical, but I watched his No Jumper interview like right after that, and I was like, oh damn, this kid's nothing like I actually thought he was. Like he's he's legit. He's super talented. He even spit a freestyle in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this kid has talent, man!" Like he's he's gonna go. And then, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I followed him up until now, and then he had the two albums that came out, and I thought they were just amazing. So I was, I would, I turned into a not a stan of X, but you know, somebody who really liked his music and followed it closely. Um, but yeah, so you were, yeah, I think you were the first one that I texted. Actually, I saw it. I, I texted in my group chat with some of my homies and I was like, do you guys see this? And then I texted you and yeah, man, I just watched it play out. It's incredibly tragic, sad, man, but I'm still really not like completely over that. Yeah. It's very, 
it's very new still and it's uh it's pretty crazy man yeah and um just uh before i get into my point was deerfield beach florida um which is okay. part of um which is kind of an an area kind of like um like metro miami area basically um which mm-hmm. is you know right by where he was born actually so um so right. really in his hometown which was the saddest part of it all yeah. um and, and also you know we should also mention rest in peace to jimmy wapo too an artist a, another artist who passed the same day basically almost the same time within like an hour yeah so it was very very close together yeah really weird yeah. um but i'm actually uh, just to mention him real quick i'm really excited he uh i don't know if you saw but the the rolling papers 2 track list came out and he's on there so oh, i'm really excited is. for that oh okay yeah that's awesome that's awesome um yeah because he was somebody i wasn't really as up on as i was x and um no yeah for sure so so yeah so my so my kind of story with x was i of course like everyone you know was put onto him with the look at me track um and you know i thought okay this is this is like i i wasn't really a fan of it um but then like you said i did what you did which watched a no jumper interview um watched you know several other interviews and you know i've seen there was a talent and then of course um then of course his album came around and I wasn't the biggest like I wasn't really like totally invested in in him at all but I was like okay uh you know because I'm in hip hop because I could because I might review this let me check out this album and so I played his album 17 which dropped not even a year ago um his debut album and I really liked it I really enjoyed it and um from then i would consider myself a fan I'm, i think i'm on the same page as you i wouldn't call myself a stan but i was definitely a fan and i recognized his talent and um you know so i was so i was very interested in what he was doing moving forward and then i really loved his last album question mark um which was which was uh a, just a really really uh really dope album um and you know and, and you've seen so much talent and potential in the kid and one of the things that really stuck me is like this is this is something that you know like I said not being a stand of his by any means but um but I really was I really was shook by this way more than I thought I'd be like if you were to tell me you know if you were to tell me like a year ago that X would have been X would XXX Tentacion would have been murdered I would have you know if I would have like kind of almost known the future or whatever you know, I would I would say, oh, like that's sad, but you know, like I didn't have any attachment to him yet or anything. But I think it was the fact that I was following it live, and there was that whole response on. There was that Twitter was just a mess because it was like half my timeline was saying, uh, "Damn X, like I really hope you pull through." The other half was like, "Good kick, like you know, I'm, I'm I hope he kicks the I hope he kicks dirt, like you know, I kicks the bucket, mm-hmm. whatever the expre- expression goes." And, you know, it was, it was really, it was really disturbing, especially because, you know, following X in these last couple months, you know, he'd made a very public and very drastic change in his image. And he was really trying, and and it was very apparent that he really was trying to become a better person because we know, as we all know, he had some, uh, some rather very disturbing allegations and, um, yeah that unfortunately to this day will will not be proven because of his his untimely passing but um that was the thing that had me felt about like i understand anyone who can't stand a domestic abuser i 
I can't by any means, like, I'm not condoning his actions that he allegedly did. Again, we don't know what he did and didn't do. But um, but the fact that this guy was willing to change, and, and that's the part that really strikes me, is he was, he was killed before his story could end, I feel like. Mm-hmm. He was just getting started. Right, like, the, this stuff he was accused of, he was 16, 17 years old. If he lives to even 45, that's such a small period of his life. I know. If he does if he does 25 years of, you know, of on the path that he was recently on, then, you know, we're looking at this guy 100% different than we are today. Yeah, I agree. And that's the, I, that, I think that's it's the disturbing part. I think it's very apparent to, you know, all the people that said you don't know if he would have changed all this stuff blah blah blah, but if you I mean, just go the timing is insane if you go watch the sad music video that dropped. Yeah. The whole thing is about him you know, fighting his, the person he used to be mm-hmm. and, and trying to change and leaving that person in the past and becoming the new version of himself. So, I mean, it's very, it's very apparent and all the stuff that he's done recently, you know, with like, um, some like charities and, um, you know, just speaking at schools to like less privileged kids and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you can't tell me he wasn't trying. And so I, who knows what, what he could have been, um, I mean, you see all the people that were rocking with him, that the riots in LA. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, I, I really think he was special and I think he would have been something huge. And unfortunately we don't get to witness that anymore, but, uh, I guess at least we get some of him and, um, maybe his, uh, I, I guess he has a, a child on the way. Is that a confirmed yes. rumor? Yeah, that's a, that's a confirmed thing. Um, so he maybe he can job. carry on his legacy for us. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, just all in all, super, super sad and just crazy timing too, especially with that music video. Yeah, that music video was, by the way, incredible. Um, for all the, for all the reasons you pointed out, it was it was done. It was done very, very well. And it's just it's so eerie how things work out that way in this universe. Um you know, it's a it's a whole thing about him basically killing his old self, and then you know here he is dying, and um, you know that that was one of, one of the things you spoke on was just the potential of his music, and you know notice, and and I don't mean this by any means as a as a shot to you or the people that feel this way, but um, just to kind of express where I'm at because I know you're at the same page as I am, but like the whole music thing is like really honestly the last thing that bothers me about the like the thing that bothers me least about his passing it really mm-hmm. like like that whole time i was talking about how how i how much i'm affected by his passing and my friends know like i i talked to my friend about it for an hour like just not even a couple days ago and um last saturday we were talking and it was um and you know, I talked to him for an hour, and I didn't even literally mention the fact that this kid had unlimited potential as music, and he could have been, you know, and he could have really been something of a um, some uh, something of a um, symbol or a um, or a figure for a generation. Like he really could have been that because of I think he was that talented, but that wasn't even. That's not even mm-hmm. the you know the saddest part about it. The saddest part about it is again just the the loss of his life. That's really just sat sat with with me heavy. Um, and you know so my condolences to his his fans, his friends, his family. Um, you know, but um, it sounds like he was a 
it, it it's it's tragic to see somebody who was really trying to um who was really trying to turn his life around get his life cut short before he was able to change his image because now his image is what it is and there's no way to really you know kind of rectify that you could say at this point we could say he was trying to become a better person and he was a better person but it wasn't like you know it wasn't like he had right. you know years and right. years of of you know of of work and and a foundation to to you know kind of almost you know put this put the Base whole domestic reputation abuse. off of yeah exactly yeah. exactly so um so so yeah it's a it's a very um tragic thing that again has stuck has stuck with me for a while but um one of the last things i do want to mention about this is um the unfortunate side of it is that you know the politics and money you know he signed a 10 million dollar deal just weeks before his death um so he so he definitely has music and i actually read an article and it weirdly enough came out i think like almost exactly a week before his passing or maybe a little bit cl- more maybe close to 2 weeks uh before his passing and it was basically just detailing the whole you know his whole career um both on and off the microphone and um and at the end of it it said that he had an album coming in june and this and the article was published june 5th and so um so that means so i that leads me to believe that he's got something that's he's got some type of project that's 80 90 mm-hmm. percent done mm-hmm. um and i just read something the other day that according to the contract which again this is crazy um but according to the contract the label cannot technically release anything of his music um until until october because of his passing um, mm-hmm. so I would, so my thing is, is, um, to the fans of Tentacion, you're very likely going to see some type of project or album from him in October. Great. I didn't know that. That's, that's really good information. Yeah. It reminds me of the whole Tupac situation where they pushed that, where they basically pushed the album up. He had Machiavelli done and I think it was scheduled for like three or four months later but they moved mm-hmm. it up um they moved it up uh, um just to just because right after his passing cuz yep. he died in September and it released in what November I believe yeah I so, don't know so yeah um yeah it did it did it did cuz um we'll we'll get to that a little teaser for later but all right so um again condolences to Success Tentacion as well as Jimmy Wapo who passed away um an artist who I was not as familiar with as most but um but from what I've seen, had had a lot of potential as well. Um, let's jump to the other big non-like music storyline or kind of music storyline: the Drake and Pusha T beef. Man, um, this beef was incredible, dude. Like it was, I loved it. It, it was it was phenomenal. Um, it was you know something again. You can go back. Um, I've talked about it extensively on a lot of podcasts. Um, including my Pusha T Daytona uh, album review with BZ of Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, we really got into the beef, um, all layers of it, the history of it, the origin of it. Um, but basically, this is something that started with Pusha T and Wayne way back in two th- in the early 2000s. Right. And then kind of because of Drake's connections with Wayne and Young Money and all that, c- kind of got roped into it. And it became again, uh, eventually Drake versus Pusha T. So Pusha T drops infrared where he drops some slick bars, you know, 
the um it was it was uh it was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and just a, just a few little jabs. And honestly, kind of, I think this is the first part we can get into. Is I was shocked that that promoted Drake to respond. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like in your face this you know it was kind of like it was obvious but it was it was like yeah okay, yeah, yeah how many artists it was very obvious shots at drake's exactly for exactly the last two years and it was just kind of like all right you know a little a little jab here nothing nothing special yeah but but then so you can continue yeah yeah so okay so then yeah i'm, I'm with you on that so then drake responds the next day with duffy freestyle where he mostly actually addresses kanye and then addresses uh, and also addresses Pusha T a little bit in there, and then Pusha T took off the gloves. <laughs> well, let's 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 start with that Duppy freestyle first, because okay. we can't just skip over that. Because let's be real, that shit was pretty hard. No, it was. It was a hundred percent. I texted you, and we were both like, "Damn, he just no, came was, at his neck." I was. I was. I don't know if it was you or. Or if it was, uh, or if it was my guy Will Gill that I was talking to at the time, but I remember having a conversation with one of you two, like, like how does Pusha T win this beef? Because Drake exactly just that was me, bars. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Drake just dropped crazy bars, and you know Drake, and I was expecting another back to back coming. Like I thought he was going to follow because that that formula works so well for him against Meek. I mm-hmm. thought, I thought Duppy freestyle, and then I thought. If push whether Pusha T responds or not, Drake's gonna come back with a club anthem that's just gonna fuck up Pusha T. Like I was like I was like, how do you how do you beat Drake? Because Drake could literally is so talented at what he does that he can make thirty hit diss records in a row. Like he could right. he could literally make thirty back to backs in a row. And it's just like if you're Pusha T, like you can keep coming with the lyrical, 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 but it's like how do you beat him? And I wanna take some time, um, Actually, you know what? Um, is there anything else you wanted to add with the Duppy freestyle itself? Yeah, well, the only thing there? I would say about just to add on to what you were just saying is that the the other thing about beating Drake in a beef is that you not only have to to win over the hip hop fans, but you have to win over you know just the the people that will listen to it and kind of make their judgment off that because this this shit blew up on Twitter, so like everybody yeah. heard it. So not only do people have to like. Because a lot of people that listen to this probably didn't even know who Pusha T was. Let's be real. So they're probably like, "Who is this guy?" But then, but those same people that were saying that were like, "Damn, he just literally bodied him." But that's what we'll go into next. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to really quickly take time to shout out Justin Hunt. Um, used to work at used to work at Hip Hop DX. Now is the company man does his own does his own thing, and he is. Um, he is incredible. He released an incredible video, and he released this during the Meek Mill and Drake beef, where um, so this is well before the Push T and Drake beef, and it's mm-hmm. and it was how to beat Drake in a rap battle, and that was to me always the biggest thing. And so I seen this a couple years ago, and and I showed all my friends, and it was like it it was really brilliant because he was saying you have to attack Drake the character. Because Drake has built himself up, like Drake's narrative. Again, we we've talked about this before. Like all artists have narratives. Um, you know, Chance has an extremely strong narrative. Drake does. Kanye does. Kendrick does. Cole does. They all have narratives. So with Drake, Drake's is that he's 
that he is just this like everyday man struggling to find love, you know, like, and, and that's what makes him so popular with the women, which is the biggest part of his audience. And so, right. So, um, Justin Hunt was like, look, let's talk about how you, um, you know, how you have a new girl like every week and like this and that. And like, basically you got to attack Drake's character and make his fans kind of turn on him. You don't beat him with a hit. You don't beat him with just bars. You have to deliver um, scathing blows. You have to attack basically the character of Drake mm-hmm. um, and how and how Drake is seen as this selfless man, but yet his label is called OVO and everybody who's ever signed to OVO outside a party next door who kind of organically blew up, everybody else has basically just become writers for Drake and they've been sidelined and really nobody else from OVO outside of the weekend and um and party next door have blown up the rest of them have just been sidelined and shelved while Drake continues to prosper and so you know so there's like so so um attack his selfishness of character that's there and all all these things that Justin Hunt brought up two years ago and I'm just like wow like did Pusha T really just watch that video like that was crazy for real I mean, you have to find it, it's it's like it's almost like like battling. You have to find dirt that mm-hmm. people don't already know. So that's yeah. exactly what Pusha did. I don't know how he found out. I think Kanye had something to do with that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, so Pusha T responds with um, a couple about four or five days later, he responds with the story of Adidon. Yeah, and this track was scathing. Um, oh my gosh. It was, to be honest, it was extremely, it, it was extremely brilliant um, in the way that it was so, it was so precise. Like, I, I really, I really enjoy, I enjoy Duppy Freestyle, and I also really enjoy this one because it's so calculated. He's so laid back. He's so poised. He's so, like, meticulous with his delivery. Like, you could tell he really emphasizes his words, and he uses a story of OJ beat to tell a story about Drake, which is, mm-hmm. like, incredibly dope. Yeah. Um, he literally, the crazy thing is, is not, not a, it's so, it's basically just about 24 bars. I mean, not, not too much longer than your average verse. Mm-hmm. And yet, in this, he not only responds to literally every criticism Drake had in Duppy Freestyle, but in addition to that, also delivers scathing blows against Drake with, um, you know, by basically, you know, starting with Drake's family life and how his father left his mother and that created this, you know, this family, this dysfunctional family, and then connects it all the way back to Drake, you are hiding a child, which is so funny the way he says it in that song, and then... And then basically showing that Drake is no better than the father that he spent half his career hating before reconciling with. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it, it's beautiful. And then, you know, and then he had the, the, you know, the very, the very, the very dirty line at OVO Noah 40. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he, and then he said, you know, he ended it with this is surgical summer volume one. We're going to take this slow, peel it back layer by layer. And, Man, like, where were you when you first heard this record? Where was I? Oh, gosh, man, I can't even remember what I was doing. I must have just been chilling at home. Um, Yeah, did it come out at did it come it, out it at came night? Out late, late at night, yeah. Okay, then I heard it in the morning at work because I, I mean, I go to bed pretty early, so 
yeah, I definitely heard it either on the way to work or when I got to work. But anyways, one thing we left out about it is the cover that he used. Oh, yeah. The blackface. And what was insane about that was that there was a line uh, that Pusha had back on Daytona. And he said, he, he said, I don't. I don't tap dance for the crackers and sing Mammy. And people mm-hmm. were like – people didn't understand it at first. But when that came out, when that picture came out, that became the hardest bar of the whole beef. Like just straight right. up like, oh my. When I heard it on the – or when I saw the picture, that's immediately what I thought of. And I saw I saw uh, Charlemagne made a tweet about it too and I was just like – Wow, he really did that. Like he was he was waiting to put this out because he wanted Drake to respond so bad and Drake yeah. played right into his hand. But it was oh man, it was insane. He just I mean, honestly, like it was very precise and and everything both both ways. Duppy was the Duppy freestyle and the story of is it Adidon, Adidon? How do you Adidon. Adidon, okay. It's a mixture um, of Adidas and Adonis. Right. Okay. And I mean, both of them, this beef was just straight up disrespectful. That's like the best way to put it. They just disrespected each other. And it, you know, Pusha came out on top, obviously. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I give I, I give Drake some credit. He came, the best part of, of the Drake uh, Duppy freestyle, I thought was the beginning when he like sighed and he's like, oh, not again, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh shit, he's about to snap. Yeah. That shit's yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, Drake did. I I want to say this. I I honestly of all the of all the diss records, um, he's dropped. I think Duppy Freestyle is in and of itself, from a lyrical standpoint, the best one he's dropped. Yeah, it um, is. It's can, it's not as in your up. face and like, you know, like back to back is so, it's so calculated. Like everything yeah. about it, he knew that shit was gonna be the number one song on iTunes, Spotify, all that. Like, yeah, that was perfect the way he did it, especially since Meek can't hang in that category mm-hmm. push it can't really either as far as like fan base goes but i feel like pushes a He's little so bigger and more and more respected in hip-hop than meek yeah. is so but oh man yeah like that w freestyle was great i agree yeah um it, it was great and you know this was this was a very 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 good beef um I'm I'm glad I'm glad you know you brought up the the whole Charlemagne thing as well and the and the blackface as well because that was a great um that was that was a big part of it and you know I first heard this ironically again it was the same friend as the X story but I was just leaving that friend's house and I was driving back um and I was just talking to him about Drake um because he's a fan of Drake and but he's not really a fan of rap and so he's like. So, you know, so I'm, like, telling him, I'm, like, I don't know, like, watch out for Push T, like, he's going to come with something. And mm-hmm. then oh, as we soon knew. as I got in the car, yeah, as soon as I got in the car, Story of Ed on it, play it, and it was just, like, wow. Yeah. Um, and, my, and, and then I was addicted. I, I sat in the parking lot of my friend's place for, like, 30 minutes before I even left because I listened to a song, like, two or three times, and then I was, like, going through Twitter, and that was just, like, that was the best, like, watching everybody live react and freak to the to the bomb drop you know about the kid and and mm-hmm. everything everything yep. about this track was um was was calculated and then the other thing i wanted to ask is did you see Pusha t's like press tour after this because he like oh, yeah. did his press tour right after yeah. um, i watched like all the interviews he did 
afterwards and the he one was of them was so much shit it was he crazy. was and 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 one of them uh, i think it was hot 97 they were like they were like you think he wrote it he goes i don't think he writes anything man i'll never believe him again i can't believe him he's like <laughs> he's like he can do anything he wants i don't believe him <laughs> yeah. like oh shit and then there's there's the one with big boy it's the you probably seen the i cut it's like it's been clipped and put on twitter too like he's just like he's just like I would give y'all classics 16 years apart, still giving y'all classics. It's like, I'm willing to die for this beef. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. my God. Like, 100%. Push, yeah. Pusha yeah, T was, uh, Pusha T was, was, was the guy. Um, okay. So let's get into, um, before we, before we wrap up this, this part of the seg- uh, podcast, so let's, let's get into the fact that there wasn't a response. Now, um, again, the story goes, you know, yeah, the, the, was... basically the OG squashed the beef, if you will, to put it simply, Jay Prince and Kanye um, yeah. together kind of helped squash the beef. Um, do I mean I personally, personally, my gut feeling is I'm really, I'm really, I'm really upset that the beef ended just because, um, just because you know I know that Jay Prince said it was going to go to a violent place. I don't think it would have gone that yeah, far. Enough. Both of no these way. artists have way too much to lose. Um, I don't think either one of them would, um, especially now that hip hop's you know so aware of everything that's happening. Um, like you know, like I, you better believe every great artist is learning from the Tupac and Biggie beef. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think hip hop will ever get to that point again. I don't think it will because there, there's just too much to the two of the biggest icons in this game were 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 murdered because mm-hmm. of a beef with each other, or you know, or entangled because of a beef with each other, you know. Um, but so I don't think it would ever happen again. So I never bought that, but, um, push it to, you know, he said, search, he said, we're just going to peel this back layer by layer. I was, I'm, I'm hurt because I want to know what else. And I really wanted to see, I really truthfully beyond, beyond just wanting to see more dirt on Drake, just because it's like a carrot that's being dangled in front of your face. Mm -hmm. Like, but, but beyond that, like, I really wanted to see Drake pressed like this because he's never ever ever been pressed like this before he's never had his entire his character attacked like this and he's never been the the one that has to overcome the criticism he's always had the general public on his side um in some sense like Mm -hmm. uh, you know like he had he had a large portion of his fan base like i had the crazy thing was is when story of added on dropped like no bullshit i had I had people text me, like my one friend texted me, she's not even into rap, but she's like, she's like, I can't look at Drake the same. And I'm like, that's when it really hit me how impactful that diss record was. It's like, right. there are actually people that genuinely got hurt and like Pusha T really did actually diminish Drake's character in this beef. And so I really wanted to see him with his absolute back against the wall because I think he's an extremely talented artist. So I thought, so I really would have loved to have seen where, where Drake's response would have been. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that, but I I knew I knew it wouldn't go any farther than that because I knew I knew he would do exactly what he did and that was and that was play it off like he was he just didn't want to expose his kid to the to the limelight because of all the stuff he has to deal with and all this and yeah it's 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 such a perfect cop out for Drake because he he yeah. plays the soft side all the time and people buy into it. When we know he's genuinely not like that, but he 
I, I just knew it. Like I'm, I'm like, that's exactly what he's going to do. And what did he do? Right. He goes onto the album and says, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. And I just rolled mm-hmm. my eyes when I heard that. Honestly, I was yeah. like, come on, man. That's so corny. Also, let's not forget. He bullied Meek Mill. Like he, he did. He doesn't deserve to get like that. There was a part of me too. That's like, you don't deserve to like have the, you don't have the right to like cut bait. Like, no, he and like he, he cut his losses. That's really yeah. what it was. Like he tried to play victim and make people feel sorry for him, and I think some people did because he got exposed. But he, I mean, he like really, you could tell like that he that he was like like fuck, dude. This came out like I'm fucked. I just have to, I have to, I have to play victim here somehow, and that's yeah. what he's really good at doing. Yeah, and um, you know, there's apparently. Apparently, though, the other interesting part about this is, like, is that, you know, the intel, and this is something that just came out, like, this week. I don't know why it took people so long to report this. I could have told you this a month ago, uh, that Kanye was the one who delivered, pushed this information. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the quote-unquote diss track had a lot, a lot of dirt of, on Kanye. And that was the weird thing about the it. The Drake diss? Yes. Yeah. I did hear was that too. Was that? Was that? It seemed like the whole time, and it still seems like now, judging by Scorpion, because if you really listen to the lyrics on Scorpion or the quote-unquote shots, they're directed at Kanye. They're not directed at Pusha T, really. Because Pusha, Pusha, even he came out and said that I have no skeletons, man. I'm not afraid of this. But who does? I mean, we know Kanye. He's a huge figure. There's, um, there's always little stuff that comes out about Kanye, and he's very like, you know, he's crazy. Like yeah. as much as I love him and his music, he's literally crazy. He's the most insane yeah. person I've ever witnessed I've on this planet. I've, like, I've, yeah, I've heard there's a lot of stories, and I so think I'm, I'm sure think, there is m- a lot more dirt out there on oh, Kanye yeah. that could be exposed than Pusha. Like, what are you yeah. gonna say about Pusha? Yeah, I mean, Pusha T is just literally a rapper who raps well. Like, there's really like it's really really fucking hard to find. Like there, and that was another thing too. Is Drake put out a hundred k bounty for info on Pusha T, which was hilarious. And yeah. Pusha T quoted it and said, "You won't find nothing." Yeah, that's what he said. It was yeah. in one of those interviews. I think it was Hot 97. Oh, yeah, he's like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't have any skeletons, man. I'm not scared of this at all." What's he gonna yeah. say about me? Yeah. But he's no. like, "Anything you want to know about me, you can like read on my Wikipedia page." <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. And, you know, I would have liked to. I would have liked to have seen where the beef would gone, but you know. It is what it is. It's a wrap. Um, it's a wrap. You know, yeah, it's a wrap. Um, you know, Drake. Drake. You know, he he took the L. Um, but you know, I I think um, there's also a growing rumor that uh, that really it was um, Kanye was really scared of what Drake had on him because apparently Kanye, as again like like we said some some quote-unquote major skeletons in his closet um and, now, and that could that be could be the that could be true or it could be the media hyping it up could be um one of the things i believe is uh drake might have had a little something something with a little something something close to close to him you know what i'm saying maybe with the kardashian yeah I, I i doubt it would be kim but maybe never know i i think it would be kim knowing drake I, what it, 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 how it crazy may. would it be if Drake was the first artist to start a diss record since Tupac with I fucked your wife? <laughs> oh my god, I would lose it. That'd be I hilarious. Gu- I guarantee you, if that if that really was like a true thing, 
I guarantee you that that exact line would be in that. Like Drake would do it in literally the Pac way. Like yeah, he would. That would 100%. that would have been funny. But um, but yeah. So um, again, it's a beef that for now we won't we won't really we won't really know. Let's jump into speaking of Kanye West. Kanye. The quote unquote seven track yay theory. I love that title. Um, wish I could give credit to who I found it. Um, but it was just something that I've seen through Twitter a couple of times. I really like it. Um, just kind of so let's examine the seven track yay theory. He did he did uh five releases in five weeks, um, starting at the very end of May, taking it to the very end of June. Um so Connor, the simple questions. Um, did it work? Do we want another? And if so, with who? Um, it did and didn't work, I think. Because Agreed. I think it worked really well in the fact that we got a lot of really, really quality music out of it. It wasn't – there weren't a lot of fillers in any of these albums that came out, I don't think. Uh, I really enjoyed everything, um, even the Tiana album. I thought it was really good. Yeah, despite um, its flaws. What about it, the about the about the like rollout and everything. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. And that's and that's what I that's what I was gonna say is yeah. the seven track seven track yay theory, it I don't think it did well for him as far as numbers go. Uh I saw a really good tweet on this yesterday and it said it really sh- which and I don't agree with this fully, it's but it said it shows the the difference between Drake and Kanye is that with Kanye we get the best work that we can get out of him without him really thinking about the numbers that he's going to do because a seven track album is not going to do as well as a 25 track album where we got a lot of filler songs on Scorpion mm-hmm. and Drake sacrifices um, quality for, for, for monetary purposes and Kanye didn't do that. And I, I agree with, I agree with it to a certain extent, but I don't think that, that's necessarily fully true about Drake. I think he, I mean, obviously he cares about numbers, but at the same time, I don't think he was like, I don't think he purposely would put 25 tracks together when he knows they're not up to par with what they should be. Right. I mean, he might, I don't know because there were, and um, they, they t- on that same thread, they talked about more life and views about how yeah. it was the exact same way. We got tons of songs, um, but we didn't get very many good ones. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was again. It was the quantity over quality um, argument. But you know, the the thing with uh the thing the thing with the seven track eight theory is you know I I'm I'm with you. It did and it didn't work. Um, really, if you look at it, the only release that was clean had no problems was Pusha T. It was right mm-hmm. on Apple Music at midnight and all streaming services. Um, it was um. It, w- it was there was there was no delay there was no nothing but then all these other ones they had the live parties and then it wasn't up during the live party so you had to listen to the live party so then you were getting like a third person view of the album and then mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't on for like it wasn't on the streaming service like Kanye didn't come on to like uh, the yay album didn't come on to like 8 a.m Tiana Taylor I think was like I don't know how late that one was. The Nas one was like a, like a day and a half late. It was ridiculous. It came out like yeah. I don't know what that what was wrong with that whole process, but I mean, I'm just pretty much talking strictly like the music itself. Yeah, not the rollout. Yeah, that too. And I and I do think 
honestly, outside of Daytona, I think each of these projects could have been better with time. Yeah, I do. I do as well. I think, I think the seven track, and that's what I was going to say as well, is that it depends on the artist, really. Do I want, I learned from this that I don't want a seven track Kanye album ever again. Yeah. Now, if he can give us EPs. He's too scatterbrained you, for if seven he can tracks. Give, oh, yeah, I agree. But if he could give us like EPs that are seven tracks and give us albums every two years, I'd be fine. I mean, the more music, the better. I think that'd be great. But we don't get that with Kanye. It's we get one release every two to three years or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think it works for him. Um, I think it. I think it did. I think it did pretty well with the um, with the collab album, though. I think like mixing two artists together and just putting them together for seven songs. Like, I mean, I understand how the timing is. Like, Kanye is a CEO of a what a billion dollar company now. I believe he said he's. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't have all this time in the world to be making Watch the Throne anymore. He's so I get it. Seven yeah. seven track album with Kid Cudi. Uh, the seven track push album was great because he packed in bars throughout like every every minute of that whole album and with a guy like Kanye he's not rapping all the time a lot more melodies and stuff like that so it's hard to mm-hmm. come out of a seven track album from Kanye and feel like you um, got a sufficient amount of music out of him right um, and, and what, content Nas I feel like if Nas would have taken the same approach that Pusha did and just packed bars into every song and every minute it would have it would have been better for me but it was the same with him I didn't feel like I got enough out of it because it was so short and he wasn't packing enough enough lyrics into every song yeah yeah I I agree um we'll we'll rank them in a moment but um but yeah so so you touched on some things I want to get into so so yeah it, it was just it was just it seemed like as the releases went on generally speaking um, the quality kind of diminished, and, and it just seemed like it just seemed like over overall these these albums were um, it just it seemed like it seemed like each week Kanye started deeper and deeper in the hole um, and had to like dig himself out more more and more and more each time. Um, so like I would be cool with Kanye because again it's um, the thing the thing I want I want to get into is do we is it, it did and it didn't work. We agree on that. Now, do we want another? And my my thing with that is, I would be okay with it. Um, I, but I but I I would love if instead of instead of like five in a month, like what if he did like one or two in a month? Like what if he really just like one month had again? And you know this isn't realistic anymore because of. The, the space that he's in with managing the billion dollar company and all that um but but if, if he could theoretically have an cut out enough time to carve like a month to do one to two projects instead of doing one every week then man i really think these could have all been phenomenal like yeah. i don't even think he needed that much more time i and what else is interesting too is that supposedly i don't know if you saw this supposedly the kanye album was completely scrapped two weeks before we got yay so who knows and that was that was supposedly worked on for months so who knows what that sounded like i wish he would release that as well but yeah i feel like 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how Kanye works. I feel like over time, maybe he would work better if he put a lot of time into something, but you never know. Maybe him coming up with something on the spot now for him and just leaving it alone after it's done instead of going back and messing with it. Maybe that's the best process for him now. I don't know. I, yeah. it, it'd be hard. To, it's hard to tell unless we actually hear the other album that he made. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good point. That's that's a really good point because that's one of the things Will Gill and I talked about in the Yay review on my podcast was um was was the whole like it seemed it seemed very it seemed very rushed it seemed like it was very um and it didn't really uh, leading up to it we got all the press about it oh it's gonna talk about Kanye's uh it's gonna talk about his political views it's gonna talk about his um you know everything. But then when the new album came, when the Ye album came, like, he didn't once mention anything to do with Trump. Nope. Like, and so you got to believe that the last album was addressing all that stuff and got scrapped because of the, the big controversy around the the van thing. Yeah, and did TNT. you see, did you also see, um, there was a little, like, leaked freestyle that he did. It was, like, one of the songs that he had on the album, I guess. And it was, like, it was such a Kanye song just like cocky as fuck <laughs> just I don't even know how to explain it if you if you haven't seen it I'll have to try and find it and send it to you but it wasn't even on there and I was really looking forward to it because the stuff he was saying it was like it was like oh shit yay okay okay I feel you and then it, it like he just like he's rapping in this chair and everything and he's going and then all of a sudden he's like all right that's enough <laughs> and he stops yeah. but that wasn't even on there and I was really looking forward to it but I don't know, man. I just it it definitely would have been a completely different album if he didn't scrap it. I feel you. I feel you. So, do you, Connor, if if he comes if he comes to us again, because there's a rumor that he's considering doing 52 projects in 52 weeks. Insane. Yeah, he's not, not going to do happen. that. Not going to happen. One thousand percent. But um, that's just a headline grab. But do we want another four? Let's say let's say four artists, four weeks again um do we want this again executive produced by yay okay new artists let me ask you one question first do i get the the option of that or i get to pick that they all still do those albums but they make them full-on albums and they just come out throughout the year or whatever or over the next year or is it if i don't get these four albums then i get nothing uh let's say let's say if let's say that let's say if you don't get it you get nothing okay then yes i would want them just because i yeah, fucking love I, rap music I feel, I feel you because because i feel like at the bare minimum you're going to get some quality because even on the albums that i didn't like like the nas album there were still very good songs on there that i like that, yeah and that are i definitely i'm never gonna to ever turn down a nas album a kid cuddy album a yay right. album a push album like i Never. You could tell me before I listen to it that it sucks, and I'm still gonna be excited for it. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So, so all right. So this is uh, shout out my shout out my guys at the hip hop uh, at the On Deck TV hip hop podcast. Um, they are really really dope. Um, had both of them on. Shout out my guys Animal Brown and Spike Lou. They were the ones that first did this a couple weeks ago. I'm stealing the idea from I'm stealing the idea from them. All credit goes to them salute to the homies but um so so let's say let's say we both want another yay month well okay. you have to pick four artists mm. um 
pick four artists that you want Ye um, to executive produce. So here's what I came up with. I pretty much followed the exact same formula he did, which was all good music artists and then one outside random artist. Okay. So so what I came up with is the four artists I would like to get projects from from uh, from Kanye. And shout out to Animal Brown because this is his exact list, and this is uh, and he did this like three four weeks ago. So you'll see you'll see why I'm shouting him out. Okay. The lineup we both came up with was um well he came up with an eye copy because i really liked it uh sci high big sean chance and john legend okay and he said he said chance before anybody said chance and then all of a sudden chance got um chance confirmed his uh that he's doing a seven track album well yay so shout out to animal brown for that one but um if i if i want to be a little bit different than him um, then I will sub out, I'll sub out Sci High for T.I. Okay. Uh, do I have to pick, an like an R&B artist or a singer? No. I don't. No, I just, I just thought that was, I just thought John Legend would be dope with you. Okay. I would definitely say Chance. I yeah. like that pick a lot. He wasn't on my mind until you said that. I like that. And then I would go Big Sean. Two chains, hmm. and Travis Scott. You would want Travis. See, my thing with Travis is though I like Travis's production on like what he does. I you feel, feel like, yeah, okay, but bro, if you listen to Yeezus, you tell me Travis Scott can't fit on that type of production. Like, Ye knows what he's he doing. Can. He can fit anybody. Right. He can he fit can, anybody's but style. I feel like I feel like though I feel like Travis is like it is an elite producer in his own sense. So I feel like. See, my thing is like I kind of want to do it with people that really haven't had the greatest beat selections. I get that. I get that. Like um, another guy that comes to mind is your boy Cole. I would love to see I, Cole. I was thinking about Cole too. Cole, Cole, actually, maybe Common not producing garbage beats. Like a yeah, Common, a Common too. album would be fire with Ye producing it. Oh yeah, Common, Talib Kweli. Um, Definitely yeah, Big Sean and Two Chains though, for Big sure. Big Sean deserves one. 100%. You know how much writing he's done for Kanye. Sci High yeah. deserves one too, to be honest. Too. Oh, 100%. Like those I feel like they all deserve, deserve one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chance. Chains, yeah, Chance. bro. A Chains album would be fire. Yeah, two Chains would be fire, bro. I like that. You know, it would just that. be bars. Yeah, it would be. Oh, that was, that's a great one, dude. We're I not getting singing on a two Chains album. We're getting fucking. Yeah. We're getting Hair Weave Killer going in. Because he's got. Yo, he's on, and he's on point now. Like, he's in his prime now, I think. He is, like, bro. And, dude, like, that was another thing. I thought of Wayne, but it's like, I don't know where ah. Wayne's at. Like, ah. is Wayne, like, Wayne's definitely past his prime 100%. That's, you know, no disrespect, but that's just a fact. Like, his prime was unbeatable. Um, But, but you know, like, so so it's like, I don't know about that. But, yeah, that that's a, that's a good, good, uh, that's a, that's a good one, man. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good options out there. Listeners of the podcast, let us know. Um, let us know what you think. Who are some potential yay uh, releases that you want outside of Chance? Because Chance is a given now. So yeah, so I'd sub out. So then let me sub out Chance because that's confirmed now. Um, and do Sci High, Big Sean. I'll go with. See now you got me thinking. Chains, go chains, baby. Yeah, yeah, two chains. 
It was between two chains and Ti, but I'm like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with two chains, bro. He's in, he's he's on some shit right now. And then Thanks. yeah, then John Legend. I like it. So what's your what's your final list? Is My it the final same? List. No, I'll go Big Sean, two chains, Common, and Chance. Hmm. All right, bet. All right, so let's jump to the next topic, which is this one. So. Coming off of the all the tracks Ye got, so we had the the Ye the Ye albums of June. Actually, you know, before we get to that, let's uh real quick to close the Ye month. Let's rank them. Okay. Be- worst to best. So okay. I have Nazir, then Tiana Taylor, then Kid Sea Ghost, then Ye, then uh then Daytona. Daytona I would be number the- one. I would do the same thing, but I would swap uh, Nasir and uh, Tiana Taylor. Okay, so Tiana Taylor last, then then Nas, then okay. Yep. Okay. Hundred percent. All right, now let's move on. So, so sorry about that bad transitioning there. But um, hottest month in hip hop is the question. Is this was June the hottest month in hip hop? So we got so we got uh. We didn't get we didn't get Daytona unfortunately. Um, too bad that didn't count because that would have really stacked the deck. But um, but in June we got we got Yay, we got Kidsy Ghost, we got I won't count Tiana Taylor's because that's technically R and B. Um, we got uh, Nazir, we got Scorpion, we got Redemption, we got Everything Is Love, the Carter album. So is this the best month in the history of hip hop? And Connor, before you answer that. I did research. I went through every month of every year in the history of hip hop, mm-hmm. and I came up with some incredible ones. And so you're gonna tell me, I, you're gonna tell me if this beats this month of June. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know because I don't know all the months and everything. Of you know, I, I don't know when everything exactly came out. So I want you to give me uh, some months to compare it to, and I'll tell you what I think is what right. I think is the best. First one. We'll go back not too long ago, September 2016. We got Birds in the Trap, Sun's Tirade, Divine Feminine, Healing Component by Mick Jenkins, Us or Else by T.I., Atrocity Exhibition, Danny, uh, Danny Brown, Kyrie Chanel, Dave East, and Cold Summer, DJ Mustard. Okay, uh, well, I mean, first of all, like, as far as, like, commercial goes, I would say this month... Uh, June of 2018 is better, but that out al- that album has much or sorry that month that you just named has much better albums. Yeah, I mean Birds in a Trap by Travis is awesome. Sun's tirade, Sun's tirade, awesome. unreal. Kyrie Chanel, Dave East, awesome. Fire. Um, Healing component, Mick Jenkins, awesome. Divine and, Feminine and AE awesome. as well. Yeah, uh, Atrocity ex- Exhibition. Yep, Atrocity Exhibition. All right, Fuck so yeah. so you're saying, but you're saying though you rock with June. Over that, you pick June over se- September. No, commercially, I think it's better. It's bigger. Mm. I think it's a bigger month in hip hop, but I, it's def- the album ranking. But you think in terms of releases? stacking up, it's not even. I don't think it's close. Hmm. All right, let's jump to September 2015. All right. Uh, what a time to be alive. Good AM. Rodeo. Deeply rooted by Scarface and Nine Double Five Nine by J Rock. Fuck, dude, that 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 month's better too. I don't think so. Come on, dude, you got Redemption is better than any album on there. Maybe arguably Rodeo. Arguably Rodeo in my eyes, 
but redemption is better than anything. Everything is love. That's also that's also a top three album between those two months. And then and then we had we had yay we had kids see ghosts like I don't know man. You don't that's know? I mean I I see what you're saying. Plus I the see... releases were bigger. Like you said. Yeah, the releases are bigger, but like I don't I think those albums from what was it, September twenty fifteen? Yeah. What were the first two albums you named from that month? What a time to be alive and good am. Fuck man. That's a good month. That's a really yeah. good month. I don't know. I think those are close. Rodeo's dude, yeah, rodeo's better than anything that came out this month. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Agree to disagree. All right, let's jump to. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of everything is love. Let's put that out there. Okay. Okay. I I don't. I liked it, but I. I'm not like. I don't know. I it it didn't stick with me like I thought it would. I wasn't a huge fan of it. All right, let's jump to October 2014, starting with our boy, Chemically Imbalanced, Chris Webby. Webby. Under pressure, Logic. Okay. Run the Jewels 2, oh. Paperwork, T.I., DJ Quick, Midnight Life, Hell Can Wait, Vince Staples, Your Dead, Flying Lotus, and Kawhi, A Childish Gambino. I, I would say that month's better, too. <laughs> Damn, bro. These are good months. Yeah. I like, really, really good. Uh, that Under Pressure album's phenomenal. I'll go, I'll go slightly. I'll go slightly with uh, June still. Okay, but but I'm I'm with you. So so far, the only Man. month I'm with you is September 2016. That's the and only which month one I'm was that? That was the Suns tirade. Suns tirade. Okay, yeah. All right, birds. Every gotcha stuff. All right, June 2013. Now I'm sure you'll remember this. All these dropped on the same week. Yeezus, Born Sinner, Yeezus by Kanye, Born yeah. Sinner by J Cole, Watching mm-hmm. Movies by Mac. Um, then Jaron Benton, My Grandma's Basement. Um, Action Bronson's debut album, Sab Stories, Run the Jewels 1, Wale's The Gifted, um, Albert Einstein, which was a Prodigy and Alchemist collab, um, which I had actually went back to and listened, um, like, a couple months ago, and it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. And then ESGN by Freddie Gibbs. Wow. These are phenomenal months. (laughs) Dude, we need more of these. Just wait. We need more of the. What was the? What were the first three albums for that one again? Sorry, name them. Uh, the the ones that came out the same week were Kanye West, Yeezus, Born Sinner, J Cole, Watching Movies, Mac. Watching movies, damn, yeah, those are three phenomenal albums. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not huge on this. On this June 2018, man. Really? Not See, huge thought, on it. I thought you were going to be big, rocking with me the whole way. It's a big month. Huge. Probably yeah, like the biggest Jay, month in Nas, ever. Beyonce, yeah, Drake. I agree. I think it's like Kanye. the biggest month ever. But like, like bro, these, these albums don't stack up. All right. September. So you're rocking with that June as well? Yeah. All right. September 2009. A couple more. September 2009, we got um, Blueprint. We got Blueprint 3, uh, Man on the Moon. Bet, uh, ICP's debut album, or not debut album, but um, the Bang Pow Boom, which was critically acclaimed, and the the I'm calling it a classic, uh, Beanie Siegel, Broad Street Bully, fire. Uh, 
That's it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm rocking with June 2018 on that one. Okay. I'm with you on that. Um, I am with you on that one. Um, all right, so November 1999. November had some months. Uh, 2001, Nostradamus, which is two, the chronic 2001. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nostradamus, uh, Raekwon's... Oh wait, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raekwon's um, emo, um, follow up to uh, only built for Cuban links, which was immor- immobilarity, I think, or immobilarity. Yeah, immobilarity. Um, Streets is a motherfucker by Corrupt, my, one of my favorite albums ever. Mm-hmm. The Block is Hot by Lil Wayne. Calm Before the Storm, which was Tech Nine's debut. Damn. Amplified, which was Q Tip's debut. The Master by Rakim. Um, a live roots album and a greatest hits album from the BC boys. If you want to count those as well. Damn, that's a great month. That is phenomenal. Wow. That's crazy. I thought you were going to say, cause earlier in the podcast, you said Machiavelli November. Is that? Yeah, but it wasn't one of the Novembers that had heavy releases. Gotcha. Okay. I was, was I was November I thought you were gonna say Machiavelli after like the first four albums you named there. I was gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but I guess, no, that was yeah, uh, that, that was, was that was definitely that was definitely later. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you're picking you taking that one then? Yeah. I'm taking that one over. Yeah. 100%. The block is hot. Two th- the chronic two thousand chronic Nostradamus, Q-Tip's debut album, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That one. That one. It's wins. a great month. All right. Now this one. This one, we don't even got a debate. It's, it's a wrap. This is the greatest month in history of hip-hop. Hell yeah. November of 1993. Okay. Doggy style. Oh. Midnight Marauders. Oh. 36 Chambers. MC Ren's debut album. Queen Latifah's most commercial album, Black Rain. Holy Daz shit. Effect had dropped an album, as well as, uh, as well as E-40. God. Wow. That murders any month in history of hip-hop. There's like five classics in there. <laughs> dude doggy style midnight marauders and 36 chambers all in one month you've got to be kidding me that's like that's like three you can't even really debate that that's three top 20 albums ever yeah damn (laughs) shout out to snoop man shout out to snoop man yeah that's that crazy. that album that's the greatest album in the history or that's the greatest month in the history of hip-hop i'm actually surprised like i i figured going into this i knew there had to be one month that was like that back in the 90s and i i thought for sure it would feature like either biggie nas or tupac in it and it doesn't it's crazy yeah the those those ones were um and again back in the day you had a lot of because it wasn't like because we weren't quote unquote like the microwave era that we're in now where it's just next week everybody's ready for the next release. Mm-hmm. Back then it was like it was like artists big artists yeah. would dominate the charts for a few weeks. So what I found is that just like kind of, you know, applying my understanding of where of where each artist was at is a lot of the months that came out um a lot of the big months were months where um where artists were just breaking through. So there was like the one album that that you didn't think was going to be as big as it was, gotcha. and that's what made the difference. Whereas like the ones like with Tupac and Biggie and stuff, like like by the time you know Tupac's third, second or third album, you know they were people were punting that month. 
They were right. they were like, we're not competing with that month. Like we're just gonna you know drop a few releases, whatever. Yeah, makes like sense. some middle of the pack artists. I bet. Where, yeah. Uh, I bet um actually buying albums has a big um thing to do with that as well because it probably people probably weren't just straight up going to the store to buy every, the album yeah, every week. that first week it came out you know they were they're probably buying it all month they were saving up money yeah, all exactly. month to buy that album that came out yeah that makes yeah, sense statistically like back in those back in those times um there was a more steady decline mm-hmm. um, it just music like just wasn't nearly as yeah. accessible as it is now so people yeah. got the album when they could not when they wanted Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the great months in hip-hop history. That's crazy. Fans, let us know what you think. What are the best albums uh, or what are the best months in the history of hip-hop? Which uh, which months did you like better than June 2018? Uh, let us know in, in Twitter, social media, all of that. But now it's time to jump into um, one, of the, one of my favorite topics to do every mid-year pod. Albums that disappointed or surprised us. Connor, um, well, do you want to start on the disappointed or the surprise side? Let's do disappointed. All right. So um, you want to take the floor with the disappointed? Uh, yeah, ASAP Rocky. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, Go ahead. I mean, I, I think the album's okay. I don't think it's terrible like everyone says it is, but I was just expecting, like, a lot better. I didn't – I thought we were going to get, like – some a really really good ASAP Rocky album and we didn't yeah because there was there was so much talk about how pivotal this album was for him mm-hmm. exactly that I really thought I really thought this was not the time to be experimental for him yeah he's like right in the middle of his prime like it's like and like he came off that last album which got like critical acclaim in the moment but like over time hasn't really lasted like, no it hasn't it, been nearly his last as good. album is not that returnable. It, the me. last one like, was was records. it at long last? Wait, wait. I don't know. I mix up that. I, yeah, I mix time. up all his album names. Long but live it's ASAP. The one that had the electric body with Schoolboy Q and all that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Jody Flacco, which was hard. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so I I will I will say I I won't necessarily say I agree with you because my. My stand, I listened to that album two times, and uh, one time was in a setting where it was very. Um, I was actually listening on some very old speakers, mm-hmm. so I don't think I got the full sonics of it. So I, I want to kind of reserve my right. Um, so when I rank my albums, when we get into that later, um, that's just a disclosure that that's the one big album that I'm kind of excluding from my list because I haven't gone back. I was going to listen to it before the podcast, but. Um, all of a sudden, you know, all my headphones stopped. Like, my iPhone, I have the iPhone 7, and you know how you have to have the little little, little dongle thing mm-hmm. if you don't um, if you don't have wire, wireless headphones, which I don't have wireless headphones. All my shit is wired. Mm-hmm. My Beats, my Apples, all, everything. Um, so that gave out. So that was cool. So I've had no headphones. Nice. Um, at all. So that's that's sweet. But, um, but yeah, so... So that was so that's why uh, that's why that's not on the list. But um, yeah, so so I I'll, I'll say I agree with that one, or I, or I understand that um, I reserve my right to change. I reserve my right to change my mind on that album. But um, huh? I think the 
the easy the easy answer and this is really the only one um to me is the the, the big answer is you know not yeah of right? course like, i was just big. about to say that like yeah that was by far you know Nas is an artist who I, I kind of I kind of fall on both sides of the fence with 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 Nas because the controversy with Nas and you know DJ Vlad and all them will say that will say this that he's like the worst beat picker of all the all-time MCs and you know I, I I don't know if I'd call him the worst but yeah he definitely hasn't always had great production and and so I so I think that's kind of hindered Nas, but I don't think it's as bad as people like to make people like to make it seem like he just picked nothing but washed beats. Right. I just don't think I I don't think he picked great beats. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, think, I mean, it was I definitely okay. the most disappointing, but yeah, I think so, yeah, I, yeah, actually, hundred percent because I was expecting a lot out of it as well. I just. Right. ASAP was the first thing that came to mind for some reason, but I definitely yeah. agree that Nas album. The thing is, I think the Nas album is still much better than the ASAP Rocky album. But oh, oh, um, you know, again, for for my opinion, take so, it for what it's worth off one listen. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, that I definitely understand though, hundred percent. Like you can't listen to that Nas album and not be disappointed. Right, because I mean, theoretically, you're essentially getting two goats on one project, right? Kanye is one of the goats in production, right? And then Nas is one of the goats, lyrically, like, of rapping, of yeah. lyrically, like, so, like, this is like a match made, like, this would you would think would be a match made in heaven, but like, it seemed like throughout the project, it seemed like number one, um, it seemed like it it was some it was there was some rushness to it. But number two, it also seemed like Nas's stubbornness. Like I think he picked, I think he toned like a lot of these beats. Like on, on the on this out al- on Nas's album, even my favorite track, "Everything," which is incredible, and I love that track. Even the production on that track seems scaled back for Kanye measures, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, so like, and I think that that was Nas intentionally doing that. Is like Nas because you know he has a line on simple things you know, the simple things track where he's talking about, um, where he's talking about, you know, without, uh, without production, I'm worthless. Uh, you know, they buy me, they buy my albums for my lyrics, not my production, mm-hmm. uh, basically, which is true, but Nas didn't bring the production because also, so, so Nas was stubborn in that respect. So I think he didn't, he, he wanted to, he wanted to be the main presence. He didn't want the instrumentals to have a real, presence on the on the record so i think that was a lot of, to do with nas and also there's a lot of times where his flow just sounds rusty it does i agree so um unfortunately you know but he's apparently he's back in the studio working on another album thank you so, thank you we, i yeah. need another one what's crazy too is we got some i feel like we got some good ass features and tracks out of him we got that nas album done and that was unreal incredible Incredible! One and of my that's all-time what I was expecting songs. on this album, yeah. especially when yeah. I knew that kind. I think I even texted you after the, after the Pusha album. I was like, imagine Nas rapping on this, and like, right. man, yeah, yeah, super disappointing. What are you yeah. gonna do, man? Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Um, let's jump into surprising albums then. If you got, you don't got any other disappointments. Mm-mm, no, I, I think for the most part, everything else hit the mark or exceeded the mark. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, so let's jump to surprising albums. So the one I want to start with is uh, Nick Grant, Dreaming Out Loud, was incredible to me. Okay, yeah, you texted me about this album. I heard it once, but I don't have enough, like, I don't have enough to, like, base a whole opinion on it, you know? Yeah, I feel you. It It's really incredible. Like, it's, um, here, I'll pull it up on my phone right now. I believe it's 16 tracks, if I'm not mistaken, and, like, two of them are kind of, like, interlude type. Um, and literally, I... I mean, I will skip some of the 14 just because there's other songs I like more, but there's not one bad song on this album. It's crazy. Like, it's really, really well, um, it's really well, well put together. Let's see here. It is, oh, it's 14. So yeah, so there's 12 basically song, incredible songs and, um, and then two interludes. And the, the one interlude is the BJ Chicago kid singing the intro and mm, he's got a right. beautiful voice. That's fire. Um, but yeah, dude, like 96 Bulls, uh, the switch up with Yo Gotti, Blue Cheese, bro, like this album had hits and he just really, he, he's really an artist that really, um, grew a lot. Um, I, I liked him. I, I saw potential in him. I actually, I actually kind of gave his last album, Return of the Coolest Debut Album, a pretty poor grade. But I said in that podcast, like, he has potential because he is a great lyric. He is a very, uh, he is very good lyrically, and he has a very distinct voice. Like, he reminds me of, um, he reminds me of, like, a com- a lesser version of, a lesser hybrid of Lil Wayne and Andre 3000. Oh, like, okay. he is very witty. Like, if you just look up his lyrics, like, that he's rapping, like, He's got so many. He's got so many dope, dope punchlines that are just like that are just really crazy. And he's got that voice that's just so distinct, like Andre three thousand. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I, I think he's a, I think he's a real promising artist. And I think he's, he's the next artist I could see as like the artist that will have mainstream success. But, but also, but he'll be one of those artists, those very few artists that. There's always a couple artists that break through the crack, like J. Cole, like Kendrick, who are who are lyricists first, but break through the crack. Yeah. And I think he's he's one of those. Not saying I don't think he'll ever be that level. Um, you know, I I hope I'm wrong because I like the guy, but but um, you know, I don't th- I don't think he'll ever reach that level. But he's got. But he's I think he's going to be one of those like super lyrical dudes that will break through the mainstream because he shows on this. He just sounds so good on the modern sounds, like, and that was my problem with him on the last project is he tried to do like jazzy, like old school, like mm-hmm. not not old school necessarily. It was more modern jazz, but it was it was jazzy. But like, he sounds so good on the trap on the trap sound. It's undeniable. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to for sure go back and listen again because you've obviously I trust your opinion and you've had a lot of good things to say about it. So I'm definitely go back to that one. Yeah. Um. Okay, the other one I have, and then then you can get into yours, is um, just how good Daytona was, man. Like really, like if I'm if I'm being honest, like you know me, I've been saying on every single check the archives of every single uh, podcast I've done. I've when when I talked about upcoming releases, every single like quarter pod, mid pod, whatever you want, whatever. I've always said one of the number one albums I'm looking forward to is Pusha T. And 
man, it still exceeded my expectations. For sure. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, I'm really blown away. Yeah, I was the exact same way. See, I was, I'm the same way. I was really expecting that album to just be phenomenal, especially with Ye producing it. It was kind of what I was expecting from Nas, to be honest. So I'm glad I got it from one out of the two. But yeah, it did. It 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 surprised me at how good it actually was cuz like I expected it to be great, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be like that great. So, for sure, I agree with that. Um, do you have anything else to say about it? No, man. Um just it's it's really incredible and uh you'll you'll, you'll see it shortly in my in my rankings. But uh what are some are, are there any albums that surprised you this year? Yeah, the, so Daytona was definitely like the one in my top ten that I was like, hell yeah, that thank you. I I got the album. I got it exceeded my expectations for for once. Like it seems like every time I'm expecting a like a phenomenal album, it flops. So I was really I was really happy about that one. Um, but looking at like just my my rankings here. The one album that I was that going into, I just had a terrible attitude about, and that really surprised me was Cardi B. I hmm. I didn't see go see before her album came out, I couldn't I couldn't stand her. Like I don't know what it was. I was like I don't get the hype of Cardi B, and I was like this album's gonna be trash. And then I saw a bunch of people tweeting about it, and I was like all right, fine, I'll listen to it. And I listened to it, and I was like okay it's actually it's actually decent okay it's pretty good and i'm like it was just so much better than i was expecting i was expecting it to be like a three out of ten i just didn't think she i thought she was kind of like a plant where she she wasn't actually like super talented she was just being fed beats and lyrics and i know she doesn't like write all her own stuff but i didn't think she'd actually be able to like be a part of creating a solid album so just looking at everything that's pretty much like the one that i could say really surprised me um and then there will be a couple of surprises in my top 10 i think that you won't expect so we can all right man we can do let's that let's get into it you want to do that right let's now let's get into it yeah so all right so man i'll let you um i'll let you kick it off so mm. go backwards from 10 to 1 um and feel free to give some honorable mentions if you like i'm gonna do my honorable mentions first and it's probably gonna make you a little upset <laughs> okay all right so i have three of them Number one is Victory Lap. Number two is Vacation in Hell, and that's the Flatbush album. And then three is Nasir. Okay. Okay. Right. Those are your honorable mentions. Those, are my Those honor- didn't make the cut. Those did not make the top ten. All right. Crazy. Crazy, right? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Number ten. I'm big on this album. I like it a lot. T Grizzly, Detroit, Activated. Salute. Love that album, man. Thought he did a really, really good job with it. He had great features all over it. You know, two Chris Brown features and then uh, Jeezy, uh, Lil Dirk's on it. Like, just all the way through. Lil like, Yachty hey, is actually. Yachty, Yachty is on it stand, twice, I think. Uh, Yachty's on it twice. He's, yeah, he's, 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 I, I actually tolerate him okay. on that record. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, number 10 is Activated. Number 9 is Life of a Dark Rose by Lil Skies. I don't know if you've heard that album. Not yet. Oh man, dude, I love it. It's I know so you good. put me onto that so long ago, and I, I, I got it. I, I got a list of albums. Um, I got a list of albums. I got I got to get to. The reason um, I have, which I'll, I'll read off later, but yeah. Really, the only reason I have it in my top ten is because it is such an easy listen and just like the smoothest project I've heard. It's not like it won't blow you away with 
with lyrics or even like yeah he has really good production on it and his hooks are really good but just like through through the whole thing like there's i don't think there's anything like bad about it really he's some of his lyrics are a little more simplistic he's like he's like kind of a soundcloud rapper but not really he's like just on the come up i think his next album is going to be the one that really blows him up um but just overall like i just love that album like i, I still listen to it and it came out in like I don't even know when it came out, like February or it something. It came out in like, yeah, I was going to say like March or something like yeah. that because I was definitely still in school and you were hitting me about that and that's partially why I didn't get to it. For sure. Because of the, like, the time. So that's um, nine. Um, number eight is Kids See Ghosts. Seven, yeah. I have Question Mark. Six, I have G-Host by Styles P. Number five, Scorpion by Drake. Four, Yay by Kanye. Three, Daytona. Two KOD and one Book of Ryan. Hmm. So yeah, this list I already know is way different than yours, and that's okay. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for your list, though. I'm very ready all for right. it. All right, let's get in. Uh, I'll give you my list, and then we'll kind of get into our. Um, we'll kind of get into our. Uh, we'll kind of pick each other apart here. Okay. So. All right, man. No, starting off with my honorable mentions, Scorpion. Okay. Uh. Prime 2, Royce 59, uh, DJ Premier. Um, Stuck by Nicholas F. Really incredible short project that was really, really good. Um, shout out my homie Tao who put me on to that. Um, that's that's the homie. Uh, and then the other one I have, the other two I had as honorable mentions, because uh, I had five honorable mentions, are Paranoia 2 by Dave East and Kids See Ghosts. Okay. Now, starting at number 10. I got Yay. Wow. Good album. It had it didn't have a bad moment, but it had moments that were kind of that were that were less that that weren't that great. Um, but but not a bad moment on there. Number nine, Invasion of Privacy. Incredible album. Cardi B absolutely delivered. Hell yeah. Um, okay, I wasn't too far I mean, off on that then. There's yeah. There's so many. There's so many. Just like. I was going through that track list and I was like, I was like, I was, te- I was live texting my homie and I was like, I was like, yo, she's, she's, she's five for five, eight for eight, nine for nine. Like I got 10 tracks deep before I was like, ah, eh, that's cool, but not great. Like, but like literally like my first listen, the first 10 tracks were like great to me. And like, and I still feel just as strongly about those. Like I agree it, with you. she just made certified hits, great production very enjoyable record um always will have songs that you can return to off that um kod at number eight uh j cole j cole did his did his thing on this project but as always with cole you have um you have some of the usual criticisms reappearing here um some lackluster hooks um didn't care for atm or motivate the big songs i thought those were too bland i thought cole could have done those tracks better um, I see what he was trying to do. He was basically trying to make like you know that the the hit record with substance, and um, and I think he could have done a better job of it. You know, um, you know what's crazy about that I skip those is that every time go is that I I originally I 100% agree with you on that when the album came out, and now ATM and Motivator are like two of my favorite songs on there. Really? Yeah, I listen to them every day. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude. I just reviewed KOD like two weeks ago. That is crazy. <laughs> I was crazy. late on KOD. Um, and I still feel the same way about those two records. I'm cool on those. Um, 
but yeah, so so it was it was a good album. Um, conceptually, it was immaculate. Like I really really loved the concept. The concept. I I I've said this, and this is a this is a pretty bold prediction, but I don't think we've seen a conceptually um, an album a conceptual album executed better since To Pimp a Butterfly. I would agree with that. Like 100%. he really, from a writing standpoint, and from a, a like the way he was every track interlaces has its own theme but also interlaces with the grand scheme of things the only thing i had a problem with as far as the concept goes was i think he didn't develop the kill kill edward character enough mm, but he will though outside of there's a full yeah, kill edward uh, album coming out supposedly yeah which I mean, is I very that's going to be interesting i think yeah I, i'm not here for it personally i thought that was I thought that was a pretty like boring singing voice. Shout out to my dog who's barking aggressively um, in the background, but yeah. Um, so so that was that was my only problem with that with that character or with that uh, with that whole concept was the character of Kill Edward. I thought could have been uh, developed more. So number seven, Everything Is Love, The Carters, incredible incredible album, uh, hits front to back. Jay Z and Beyonce talking shit. I get, I, I I feel I feel how a lot of people feel like I was blown away by like my first takeaway from the album was holy shit Beyonce, but then you know as you sit down you're like okay Beyonce's rapping and it's cool, but it's not as like great like it just it just punched you in the beginning because it was it was the first time we had really heard Beyonce do this for a full project, mm-hmm. so but like once you actually sit back and live with it a little bit. It, it's less it, it's i want i want i don't really want to say less impressive but that's the phrase i'm going to use mm-hmm. and um and jay just jay just did his thing um so everything is love the carters awesome awesome record number six i got dreaming out loud nick grant um incredible incredible album like i said earlier for all the reasons i stated uh nick grant is a very lyrical dude with with catchy super super catchy hooks uh, sounding great over the trap sound uh had a lot of hit records on there and and just a lot of just the deep cuts were amazing he even he even had a deep cut which was like a love song to hip-hop which is tell you've heard this a thousand times but i swear i swear i've never heard a better like i'm in love with hip-hop song than that song like and and that's saying something, Connor, because you know me, like you know how we used to listen to the underground circuit like crazy, and every underground rapper ever had a song about loving a girl, but the girl is really hip hop. Yep, hundred percent. And and Nick Grant had the best one of them all by far. It was really dope. Um, so that was that was a dope record. Um, and that album's just incredibly dope throughout. Um. Number five, I got Black Panther the soundtrack. Um, mm, interesting. I feel like I feel like a lot of people could, you know, that was the thing is I first didn't have it on my list at all, but I'm like, wait, it it checks off all the criteria. It's like even though it is a soundtrack, it's a compilation. It's still it's still pretty much all rap, um, outside of like one or two songs. Um, so it's incredible. It's stacked with hits back to back, stacked with very good songs. Um, you know, it's 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 an enjoyable listen. Like, I mean, most of my favorite records of the year come from that from that album. So, um, so I really enjoy that album. Number four, I got uh, I got TDE label OG, J Rock, 
Redemption. Redemption is incredible. Uh, J Rock really delivered, did his thing. The rapping is the rapping is awesome. Great feature, great use of features outside of the tap out record with Jeremiah that can get the hell out. But the rest of the album, really really good. Um, has a great concept that's tied in very well, and it's just it's got so many hits. And J Rock really developed his melodies. Um, his melodies are really what stood out to me as, as just as much as his rapping on there and the production is A1. It's really um, a breakthrough album for J-Rock. Number three, I got Victory Lap, Nipsey Hustle. Great album all the way through. Very consistent listen. Um, gives you exactly what you'd expect from Nipsey Hustle, but does so at an elite level. Some of my favorite records of the year. Um, young Ones. Uh, hustle and motivate isn't crazy the way he flips the the hard knock life sample is just crazy absolutely crazy um shout out to my boy sap who produced the intro track um man that that album is really dope really really dope um still still return to it the probably the most of almost any album um and number two i got book orion by royce the five nine uh incredible album very personal very um of course great production great rapping um uh the production is some of the best i've ever heard royce of five nine over great features on the album checks off all the boxes the only reason it's number two and not number one is because if you listen to the album as a whole by the end you do get a little bit of fatigue but overall it's still a very 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 good album he dives into a lot of topics um and and does so in refreshing uh refreshing ways that don't sound old or recycled um so he just i i really think this is the pinnacle of royce's career so far it's an incredible and that's saying something because royce is an incredible artist and number one i got daytona by Pusha T, a pretty much flawless album all the way through um, literally the only thing I have that could, that I could even knock about it is hard piano is is good, not great. But everything else is great to amazing. Santeria, incredible. Comeback Baby, my favorite song of the year. Um, the games we play, oh, that's so hip-hop. Um, you know, uh, if you know, you know, crazy, infrared, dope as hell, like, I mean, I it, it's it's an incredible album. So that's my that's my top ten. I hundred percent agree with that Daytona breakdown. Though that hard piano beat is so fire. It is. It it's is incredible. See, see, that's what I'm saying. It's good, not great. Yeah, I agree. Damn, our our lists were very different. We had the, a lot. Of, we had a lot of the same albums, but different, way different orders. Yeah, we did. I, I think I was I have the the one I knew we were gonna agree on Book Orion. Oh, dude, the album is I amazing. Knew, yeah, so I knew we were good. Gonna agree. I knew we were gonna agree on that. Where'd you have Daytona again? I had it three. Okay, okay, so not really gonna dispute that there. Um, Victory Lap, you had that's the one that stood out to me. Um, I kind of had a feeling you were gonna go against Victory Lap. I'm not big on it, dude. I just don't think it's. I don't know. He's like it's yelling and. Dude. It's not a fan. It's so it's got it's so motivational like that that shit is that shit is a really dope motivational like he's talking he's talking that shit on that album. He is. You know, it just like, seems I like my it's masters all that you can't you can't fuck with me. I just think there's a there's some stuff on it that's like kind of annoying to me to listen to. I don't know if it's too like loud and in my face, but I don't know. 
Just not. Oh, man. Just I've listened to it like three or four times, and I'm just I've I've tried to like come around on it because everyone's no, I... loves it. Just not. Just not big on it. Okay, outside of okay, well Daytona's excluded because that's only seven tracks. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, of twenty eighteen, the first eight tracks of Victory Lap is the best eight track sequence of any of any album. Eh. That's that's a fact, dude. Those eight tracks. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up the track list because I'm telling you, you're crazy right now, bro. Like that first. I get the first half of the trip. The the second half of the album is not bad. Um, is not bad, but it's it's more of the same. Um, but it's still it's still enjoyable to me. But yeah, you're talking about the first eight. So let's go through the first eight tracks. Victory lap, rap. Rap ones, uh, last time I checked, young ones, last time I checked with YG, certified anthem, young ones with Puff Daddy, incredible, one of the best songs this year, dedication with Kendrick Lamar, uh, Blue Laces 2, incredible, hustle and motivate, dog, incredible, uh, Static there, there are 3. good songs, for sure, like, there's some songs I like, I just don't think as a project, it's like, I just don't think it's up there. I don't know, bro. I think I think I think you're tripping. I think maybe I by think the end of the year I'll come around. You never know. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So what else stood out? Um, oh, the other on one I wanted to say is that the J Rock album. Like, I'm I'm not all the way up on that either. Like, I, I'm sure if I full, like fully dive into it and everything, I'll like it. I I don't have any like opinion on that album at all right now. Okay, that's that's like with what testing is with me, right? Right. It's just, you need, you need to I'm just more. I've, I've like Fair. listened to it in the background of like working or something. Haven't like sat down and actually focused on the album. Fair. And everything is love was not even considered for top ten. No. 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 Damn, it's crazy. Yeah, Will Sky, get you heard it here first. I from Connor Ennis at, at Connor Ennis. Will Skies is better than Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> facts dude <laughs> no i'm kidding um but yeah uh and you had invasion of privacy you had it right by me right you had it like nine or eight no i had it honorable mention oh honorable mention okay yeah i got okay, activated um, scorpion 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 uh, i have it five right now we, we had difference yeah you had it five i had it off my list i had it you know, to be to be specific i had it at 11 i think um, so it was right there i i honestly think this year overall is not nearly as strong as last year so far. Like I, th- I think these are, these are some good albums on here. Like the top four, I have like Yay Daytona, Kod, and Book of Ryan. Those are, I think those are. Phenomenal. Well, there's no damn or four four four. That, but That's I just think thing. like, I remember last year I I had a hard time. Like I think if I took the 25th album from last year, which I don't remember what it was, I bet I could put it in my top ten right now. Okay. But right, we are only at, like a little bit past halfway, so. Yeah, let me look at the um, 2017. I have my, I have mine too. Hold on. These are albums yeah. listened. Okay, Big Sean. I decided was definitely in my top five. Um, uh, Two Chains was top ten. Oh, Chains is easily top Chains ten for me. I'm pretty incredible. sure. Incredible. Um, Layla's wisdom and um, yeah, dude. and what's it and called? no dope on and, Sundays and. Forever yeah, is a mighty those, long those time. Didn't come out at this point last year. 
Oh, those, those were away. okay. So you're saying those were the so the only the first yeah, half of the I'm year counts? Yeah, yeah. I'm comparing just the first half of the year right now. Right. Okay. To be fair, culture. Um, I didn't have that anywhere on my list. I did that um, almost fire. The Never story was good, but it wasn't. It didn't end up making my final list. It wasn't like elite. Rather you than me was dope. Yes, that I, that would be in my top ten currently for this year. I decided um, easily would. Yeah, yeah, I decided definitely. All American so Badass. Would, uh, so would Two Chains. All American, yeah, All American Badass would probably be in my top ten. That would probably knock out Ye. Oh yeah, it's definitely better um, than Ye. Damn, four four four. Of course, those would be those are. There's nothing like that yet. Um, and Pusha T is the closest, but Pusha T is only seven tracks. Right. So it's hard to compare. But as far as like flawless, flawless projects. Did you like Beautiful Thugger yeah. Girls? No. You didn't like it? No. I thought it was solid. Not great. Yeah, but... I'm cool on that. Wale, Shine, just kidding. That shit was garbage. <laughs> uh, oh, your boy Logic was pro- would have probably been in your top ten. Um, I think it would have been right outside. I don't know. Oh, wait. Yep. Twenty. Hold on. Hold on. 2017 was a wrap. Russ, there's really a war. <laughs> Yep, 2017 oh, won it hands man. down. Yeah, that album was unreal, dude. <laughs> dude, that might have been the best album last year. Might have been the best album ever. Ever. <laughs> okay, so that so we got a new best month in the history of hip hop. Yep. <laughs> the out the month that Russ dropped, May of 2017. If he drops this year uh, too, jeez. Jeez, wow. Back to back classics. <laughs> He's going for Eminem, dude. He's going for him. Fuck out of here. Oh, um, oh, also in June was um, even though I wasn't put onto it till November technically, but uh, Joyner Lucas's uh f- debut album or not? De- he made it clear that it was a mixtape actually, but um, five oh eight, five oh seven, two two oh nine. Your mm-hmm. boy Joyner Lucas, incredible. Um, I like Brockhampton like Saturation One. I like Saturation as well. I don't think it's as good as everyone else says it is, but yeah. I don't and then Big Fish Theory, garbage. Um, I liked it. No, um, fuck and that then album. Technically, at the time we're recording, um, Twenty One Savages, it's the album was dope. Yeah, I like that um, album too. Okay. Oh, and then oh no, Flower Boy was would technically be next week. Um, would be a year old. Um, so yeah. So at that point we stopped. So yeah, I'll agree with you. Um. I think top. I think it's more top heavy, but I think I liked more of the. I think I think overall this was, because that was the thing with twenty seventeen too. Was it had the heavy hitters, but it also was deep, and I think this one's a little deeper, but it's more. Um, but but it's not nearly as top. It's it's missing two heavyweights, two certified heavyweights. Yeah, definitely. All right. So without further ado, then let's jump to the rest of the year. So I have a list. Hours and hours of reading, tons and tons of publications, and then double-checking to see if this is actually with either people I know or with other publications to make sure that these are actually authentic. But these are all projects that are, I I don't want to say confirmed because you never know with hip-hop, but these are are projects that have, uh, that are, that are actually being worked on. I, I can say they're confirmed being worked on, um, but rather, but maybe not confirmed to release because you never know how hip hop goes. But 
Anyway, so I'm gonna read this list I have, and you're gonna pick. We're gonna pick a few albums that we that we're anticipating, uh, that we're heavily anticipating. So Childish Gambino's to be determined should be dropping sometime within the next month or two because he's going on tour in September. Um, Davies, his debut album. Um, very excited for that. Uh, Lil Uzi and Cardo uh, are working on a project together. Brockhampton, the best years of our life. They were going to release Puppy in June, but they pushed back, and now they're working on the best years of our life, and they just released a single, 1999 Wildfire. So I think they're working on, I think they're gearing up for a for a drop within the next month or two. 2088 2, Big Sean Janae Aiko. Fife Dog, uh, we're getting an album from him. Uh, because right as he passed, uh, they tweeted that an, a Fife Dog album was supposed to come in 2017, but it hasn't yet. So I'm going to assume that it's still coming. Kid Capri also in 2017 announced he was coming out with an album on Hot 97. He said it was coming in a couple weeks, but um, here we are a year later. <laughs> um, Puff, Di- Puff No Way Out 2 is so, so reportedly being worked on. Schoolboy Q is reportedly done. He said at the championship tour, my album is done. Um, so that's, I think, the next in the chamber from TD, uh, for TDE. Anderson Pack, Oxnard. Uh, it's rumored Oxnard Ventura, but I think it's just Oxnard. Um, he released his single Bubbling, which was crazy. That music video is awesome. Uh, T.I. was working on the Dime Trap bag, but, uh, but now he said he scrapped that album and he's working on something else. DJ Khaled is making an album called The Father of Assad. I'm not bullshitting you. That is real. <laughs> um, Vic Mensa announced on Peter Rosenberg's Open Late he's working on a project. I believe it's a mixtape, um, though, or an EP. I don't think it's an actual album. But he released two singles recently, one with G Easy and uh, Marshmallow, the, the one that collabed with Logic. Um, Rolling Papers 2, Wiz Khalifa, uh, is coming this week, actually, actually it's coming tonight, technically, we're recording this at Thursday at 8, 8.50 p.m. Eastern Time, so it'll be up in a, um, it'll be out in a few hours. YG, Stay Dangerous, August 3rd, was supposed to drop in June, but got pushed back to August 3rd. Isaiah Rashad is also working on an album, don't know where he's at in the creation stage, but top dog said that he was not going on the championship tour because he was staying back to focus on his album so i gotta believe he's still in the he's in the creation process and he could be done within the within the next few months um absol also to be determined um it's confirmed he's working on something but um but the date and the album title is to be determined because um but it's been it's going on two years now it'll be two years in december since his last project so he's work. So he's coming soon. Uh, the game West Side Story was uh, was confirmed last year when he dropped 1992, and it's supposedly his last album. And it supposedly has a and it and it does have a Kendrick feature on it. Um, I'm surprised it's not out yet already, to be honest. But um, so I would expect that one coming soon. Travis Scott Astro World. Travis is currently in Hawaii with Mike Dean working on finishing the album. So I expect that one to drop within the next two weeks to to two months somewhere in that time frame i think he's really gearing up for the release uh chance solo album to be determined his debut album chance produced by yay the seven track album it's also been confirmed but it's the date is to be determined um apparently they're going to work together this month um chance and childish gambino 
again, also chances working on a confirmed a collab album with Childish Gambino is going to actually happen, um, and that's to be determined. Of course, Lil Wayne, the Carter Five, now that he's free, um, the F is for Five billboard was was uh, was put up. I, I don't know where that was at, but um, the promo and the rollout for the album is already starting, so that's coming probably r- relatively soon. Buster Rhymes is also working on an album. Ninth Wonder tweeted out that it's crazy and it's incredible. Um, and then lastly, John Connor Vehicle City. Oh, don't say that ever again. God. I've man. said it literally every single podcast. I've been doing these since 2016. Oh, man. You had to say that. I forgot about that album. I can't ever forget, dude. I, actually, you're right. I think about it like every day. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we want to forget, but we can't. We can't. I I can't get myself to jump ship. I never can. Oh no, I'm excited for it. I hope it comes out. Obviously, right. I, I mean just, just jump ship and and like the belief of if it's actually coming. right, right. But yeah, um, shout out to you because you were on. We did the Connor week, which was super dope, super successful. Loved that. Amazing. That was iconic. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so so okay, so of that list, what stands out to you? Um, Rolling Papers 2, been looking forward to that for a long time. Very, very excited to listen to that tomorrow morning. Um, The Chance and Chance and Childish Gambino. That's, I mean, those are, I feel like those artists can't make like bad music. So I feel like we'll get a good collab there. Um, The one thing I'll say about that album, though, is that I, I think that's of all the albums I talked about. I think that's one of the least likely to ever drop. Yeah, same. I agree. It's like the whole, not not on the same level, but like the Cole and Kendrick thing. Like we'll never actually get that. Yeah. Um. Exactly. What else? But Chance confirmed it, so I'm rolling with it. Um. Did you? I I I kind of lost track in the middle of what you, some of those albums. Did you say anything about the yeah. Carter Five? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, if, um, obviously, yeah, if that comes the out, already started. If that comes out, that'd be great. Um, supposedly that billboard was about... fake. Oh, it was? Supposedly. Damn, got my ass. I think Genius but, uh... is the one who did it. Oh, okay. But uh, that was a rumor uh... I heard. I don't know if that's fully true. But I hope that album comes out. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's what... That, wow, that actually kills where I was going with. Never mind, continue. <laughs> I was going uh... to share some thoughts on the Carter Five, but... No, that's okay. I I mean, I'm excited for like any major release, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Dave East, that'd be. I can't wait for that. He but, said he's trying to get. He said he's he's not dropping his debut album until he can get Jay Z and Nas on one song. Uh, we're not getting that album. Then. Yeah, we're not getting that album. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't know, man. You just know how rappers are. Unless it's confirmed coming out, like shit, we probably won't get half Unless those albums. Unless it's got a date. Honestly, and even when it's got a date, it's like if it's got a date, it's like okay, it'll probably drop this day. But but once you get a date, you know it's coming because if it gets yeah, pushed back, right. it's still dropping. Like I've never heard of an album that had a date and then didn't end up dropping. Yeah, but like it's anything else that doesn't have a date, we could. It's a potential we could never get. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like half the albums you name, we might not even get this year. So. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think we're getting anything from TD outside of Schoolboy. Yeah, hopefully Even, we get Schoolboy like, though. Yeah, I think I think we're um, I think they're preparing for like a winter rollout for for Q, 
and then I don't think they're going to drop um, another. I, I think they're they're now at the point where they're so established that I think they're going to space out their releases. So even if another artist is done, um, I think they're going to um, I think they're going to kind of hold off because we've been seeing this year after year. Um, TDE's been gradually spacing out their releases more right as they're as they get more established. Yeah, I don't know. What which ones are you excited for? Um, uh, excited for honestly of all the of all the TDEs, I'm excited for Isaiah Rashad. Although I feel like that will be one of the last TD mm-hmm. uh, albums we get. Um, on this list, uh, very excited for Anderson Pack's album because yeah, of Bubbling just threw me for a loop. Because you heard that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Threw me for a loop. Not what I was expecting. Uh, of course, you know me. I'm one of the biggest game fan, probably the biggest game fan you know. Um, so I'm very excited for West Side Story. Um, I'm very, very excited for Astral World. Oh, I've just yeah. been coming back to the fact that I just, I'm at that point. I need some Travis. Like I, I need some Travis. Of course, I'm looking for Dave East as well. Twenty eighty eight two would be sweet. And. Just for curiosity's sake, of course, Gambino, heavily anticipating that. I could really say almost every project on this list, because like you, I'm the type that's going to listen to all of these if they drop. Right. Um, there's not an album, there's not one of these albums that, that would drop that I wouldn't listen to. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Davies as well. But uh, I'm really curious to see what Brock Hampton is going to be after you know their whole situation. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not a huge Brock Hampton guy. But neither am I. But I mean, I listen to everything. I'll give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, it's one that okay. I'll I'll give you one that I that's confirmed that I'm really excited for. YG Stay Dangerous. Oh yeah, true, hundred percent. His last album was really, really, really good. Yes, and, and his features have been nice lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, of 2016, that's probably one of the albums I return to the most. Yeah. I I don't think it's the one that I returned to the most, but like yeah, it's it's up yeah there. for it's sure. It's a for me. it's a good album, great album. Yeah. Plus, I also um, saw him live at the Kendrick concert last year, and oh yeah, you did. He was yeah, you amazing. Yeah, you picked uh you you got the second leg of the tour yeah. where where it was instead of Travis, it was YG. Yeah, I mean, I, I can say that I'm pissed that I didn't get to see Travis, but man, that YG performance was crazy. Yeah, you were telling me about the fuck Donald Trump. That oh was yeah, probably dope as hell. So funny, dude. Hilarious. Fuck Donald Trump. Crazy. Just gotta say it again. Crazy. But um, but yeah. So, all right, man. Well, um, do you have any further thoughts on 2018 hip hop so far? No, I don't. I I really don't. This was a crazy episode man i'm very excited for everybody to hear this i think they're gonna like it yeah i think they're gonna like it too um we covered pretty much everything that happened so there you go everything that happened in 2018 so far as always this is strictly hip-hop and i'm your host chris platty and coming uh as a guest oh man i guess that's it's been too long man for sure guy connor ennis a kickback hip-hop connor why don't you plug what you do um all right, uh, I don't really have any – I'm not going to plug any of, like, the rap stuff, but uh, the only thing I'll plug is the website again. You know, we, we, uh, we're we continuing to work with – trying to work with Chris on the sponsorship of this of this yep. podcast. Supporter of the podcast. Yes, huge yeah. supporter of the podcast. Definitely. Um, we, Always going to be a supporter. We have a 
uh, clothing company, which I'm sure you've heard about if you've listened to any of the other ones that we've done. It's called Hype. You can find it at wearhype, W-E-A-R-H-Y-P-3.com. Uh, a portion of every sale from all our clothes goes towards uh, helping families deal with cancer treatment bills. So it's so for a great cause, and we're working on some new designs and everything, working on getting the website to where it needs to be, photos, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. You can find it. Um, also on social media, same thing, W-E-A-R-H-Y-P-3 on all social media. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. No problem, man. Cop you a hype hoodie because those shits are fire. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, Connor brought you over or any of the hype family, shout out my guy Jordan. I got to get you on the podcast as well. Um if you're listening for the first time, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, my name is Chris Platty. You can find me on all the social medias, at Real Chris Platty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. Um, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. You can find me on all the with that handle on all platforms. And this is Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk, two different podcasts in one feed. One is a hip hop podcast. One is a basketball podcast. They're all on the same feed. Um Check it out. I did a lot of dope work. I recently um, just linked up with my boy, Crancious McBasketball. That's not his real name, but that's what he goes by on Twitter. And he is a dope, dope dude. He works for, um, he, he covers the he covers the Los Angeles Lakers. He gave me some great insight on um, on LeBron James' decision and how the Lakers team will look next year. So if you're a Hoops fan, check that out. Um, also, pretty much every album that we mentioned so far in the, um, in this podcast is an album that I reviewed. Um, of all the albums that drop, so go to my channel. You can check out any of the albums that I review with a number of guests: Will Gill, Andrew Duras, um, whole bunch of people. Connor, I think I think we did something. What did we do? Any reviews this year? Um, other than no, other than just Connor. the John, just the John Connor podcasts. Okay, well then I got to get you on a current review this. I year, know uh, this year, um, so so we'll make something happen there, but. Yeah, so check it out. A number of different guests, a uh, wide variety of guests. Also, Kill. Um, shout out to Kill because he's, he's probably on one or two of those reviews as well. Um, so, yeah, a lot of dope content, a lot of a wide variety of guests. Um, so, again, thank you. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Just search Chris Platty or search Strictly Hip Hop or Strictly Hoop Talk or all three of them, and you will find my podcast very easily. So, again, subscribe rate five stars, write a review, all that stuff very much helps me um, and really promotes my podcast. It's what gets me on the charts, which is what gets me noticed. So I appreciate it if everyone could take a few seconds out of, out of their day to rate five stars and maybe even write a quick review, and I will shout you out on the podcast. So um, thank you for listening. 2018 has been a great year for hip-hop, and as you can tell by these upcoming releases, that if, even if we get some of these, it's still going to be a great, great 2018 to look forward to.